Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. It's Andrew and Mo here, September 18th, starting off great week, great weather this morning. Life is fantastic. Yeah, it's a nice, feels like falls here. Yeah, man, I was actually, uh, I usually get up and, and have my time coffee and reading every morning, and I've try to get my kids along with this type of routine. And so we actually spend a pretty good bit of time. I'm going to say around 30 to 40 minutes on average, every single morning on the back porch, cup of coffee, reading. Okay. And, uh, the weather this morning though, is like, it's, it's, I I mean, I'm automatically smiling. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's my thing. My wife walks out and she's like, Oh my gosh, it's so cold. Let me go get my coat my jacket. And I'm like, Oh babe, this is it. Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been so hot this summer that, you know, I'm, I'm loving this right now. Oh man. I'm like, listen, I've dealt with, uh, your heat for so long. Like (laughs) just get you a quilt or a coat or something. Forget about it. But anyway, yeah, we're off to a good, good start to the week. So September the 18th, and we got a lot of, a lot of great things happening this week. First and foremost, uh, hopefully you guys are seeing, um, some of the invitations to schedule. We have been sending out, Uh, scheduling invites along with texting Uh, many of our clients as we begin to schedule you guys for Q3, Q4, well, back half of Q3, but predominantly Q4 meetings, tax reviews, required minimum distributions, uh, kind of a checkup before the end of the year. A lot of great things happening over here. And and I think more than anything, just excited about the opportunity of finally getting back into a routine of seeing our clients. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You know, we've, it's just been, uh, a long journey of, you know, the two transitions we've been through with Orion and Charles Schwab. And, you know, we're about two weeks into the Schwab transition. And so, yeah, so now it's, it's time to get, to get back in front of everybody. And uh, I know we've, I've had some meetings last week and, you know, one of the major things that uh, we've been working on uh, is the, the connection with some of our, uh, some of our sites. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a reminder, we put a pause on some of those connections because, you know, with the transition to Orion, the transition to Schwab, some of those data feeds, we just felt like, what's the, and quite honestly, what's the point of, of updating them when we're going to have to update it again mm-hmm. with the Schwab transition? So uh, as you'll start to get, as you'll start to see, some of your connections will be back up and running and more accurate. So uh, yeah, it's so a little housekeeping on that end. Yeah, for sure. And and on that note, if you guys are having any issues with uh, getting gaining access to Charles Schwab, in uh, their new platform and organizing that dashboard for yourself. Let us know. Uh, it's what we're here for. And I know we're still getting, you know, the occasional message through our team chat system saying, hey, I still can't get in or some, mm-hmm. you know, there's some type of technical issue or maybe, maybe you guys didn't do your homework and create the <laughs> username password beforehand, but that's okay. That's okay. Either way, we're going to get it solved for you. You just got to reach out. Uh, our team's here ready to work, but it's been a, it's been a good, uh, well, it's been an exciting season. Once again, looking at the calendar this week, it's full of client reviews, getting back in front of you guys. And it's what we love best, Mo and I both. So excited for uh, this season of just serving you. And one thing with the Schwab connection is uh, I, I reached out to Schwab. And if anyone's had a Schwab account in the past and you're trying to connect with the, your new username and password, um, you might see yourself being redirected in this kind of loop that you won't be able to sign in. It's because, well, one of the reasons could be that this your old Schwab account, or it may, it may be even closed, but because of your socials and your new accounts, there's this like 
Schwab doesn't know exactly what to do with that. So in the event that you had an old Schwab account and you're noticing that you can't even log into your account and you're just getting this loop of trying to re-sign back in and back in and back in, uh, give Schwab a call. You can, obviously, you can give us a call. But uh, if, you give Schwab, if you give Schwab a call and, and tell them what you're going through, it's most likely that's the process. Rock on. Good point. Yeah. Great point. You know what time it is. What's that? Oh, man. It's time for the market recap. It's time for the bull bear market minute. Hey, it is time for the bull bear market minute this Monday. And we're doing a weekend review real quick. Looking at last week, Mo, we're talking about a resilient U.S. economy. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's. You know, yeah, we're 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 looking strong. I mean, like last week, there was a little bit of a roller coaster with Wall Street, right? Early week, we saw some gains, but then the end of the week, we saw some sell-offs. Uh, a couple of headlines, you know, Apple's new product launch didn't seem that it was enough to stop some of the selling pressures that we saw last week. Um, a lot of concerns that the Chinese government is banning Apple products and uh, it may curtail some of the demands for the iPhone. Um, some lackluster performance with Adobe and Netflix, you know, is uh, had some disappointing trends with, the, with with respects to their advertising revenues. And that really showed a big hindrance in the mid cap and technologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, we're talking, you, I said resilient economy. You just like dumped it in the tanks there. Well. Thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. no. Hey, it's Bidenomics at its best, right? <laughs> no, we can't say that. We can't say that. Um, all right. Yeah, you're right. You know, con- consumer price index increased by 0.6% in the month of August, snapping a three-month streak of lowering inflation. That's kind of interesting, especially with the week ahead of us. You know, I mean, obviously, the feds are looking at a lot of different factors as they approach the Fed meeting this week. FOMC press conference scheduled for 2.30 on Wednesday. Going to be an interesting meeting in light of yeah, seeing this a uh, little bit of an increase in the consumer price index. I mean, let's see, median CPI indicating an uptick as well to inflation. And of course, you know, it, it's kind of frustrating, right? Because many people are saying, hey, this is, this is uh, you know, just predominantly a result of an increase in, in oil and gas. But we shouldn't consider energy as a part of our, you know, considerations when we're talking about inflation. Mm-hmm. All right, now, how do you feel about that? Because when, when someone says that to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not going to we're not going to include oil, gas, and food. But which, which is what we're seeing a lot of our inflation. Like what know? what else do we use in everyday <laughs> life? I'm like, what do you mean you can't extract oil and gas? You can't extract that. I, I have to pay for it. Right, right, right. And and those and, and they're accelerating at a much higher clip than what the what the four point three percent of what, uh, what they're mentioning. You know, um, you can't you can't exclude it. You can't. I mean, no. it, it, it's 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 the membrane of so much, you know, uh, of our economy right now. I absolutely. Mean, yeah, absolutely. You can't ignore it. You can't. Don't buy into it. So the reality is, is energy inflation from our perspective is, is a very important piece to the inflationary story. Um, you know, on top of that, since we're talking fuel and gas, you know, we have the uh, what the UAW strike mm. right what are we four days into this thing right and um you know that's going to be interesting to see itself play out you know and kind of what happens there i mean when i'm thinking about the auto industry 
okay, I'm thinking, go, you know, th- this strike should or can potentially create a shortage of new cars right. to the tune of $100,000 a week. That's insane. I'm, I'm sorry, not $100,000. What am 100, I saying? 100,000 cars. Yeah, my yeah. mistake. 100,000 cars a week shortage of new vehicles. Yeah. Okay, now I'm, I'm strategizing here, right? Because I bought a vehicle several years ago that was used for camping. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there was about a year and a half ago, if we remember, I know used car prices were through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, insane. Last, you know, probably 12 months ago. So now I'm wondering, what do you think about the potential rise in used car sales? You know, available new cars are going down. Yep. We're going to be limited on used car sales, on used cars, driving prices up. That's right. Maybe a good time to sell my dueling. <laughs> yeah, if you don't need it. If you have an extra additional car. What, if I, what if I need another car? It's a good time to <laughs> my wife in the, you know, see so I can justify this type of transaction. Uh, yeah, no, but this strike, though, this strike, you know, it, it could cost, you know, $500 million a week if it's not resolved. And uh, I think Ford today uh, let go of 600 people. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's we're already starting to see the the impacts immediately from uh, the big three strike. Well, the the UAW strike. So, yeah, hopefully it gets resolved soon. Hopefully it gets resolved soon. I mean, this this economy needs um, needs more of injection of, of of positive news. Nothing like not not this. Yeah, no, no, no. I think you're right. I think I think you know it would benefit everybody if we come to a some type of agreement sooner than later. On that type of strike, you know, God forbid it gets extended like the movie industry, right? Which is which is still going on. Which is still going on. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially, uh, you know, that's a big. That, it's a, actually a huge problem for the residents uh, here in the state of Georgia. Yeah, as big of an impact as you know. I mean, I think it, probably most of you guys have or know someone that works in that industry. I mean, I have family members that that work in that industry. And man, they, they have been without work for quite some time now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had dinner with, uh, Jacqueline and her and her right. boyfriend. Correct. Uh, and yeah, he's, he works on sets here in Atlanta and you know, he's been out of work now for, I want to say three months or so. Oh, it's been longer than that. Yeah. It's been longer than that. And you know, most of those individuals are aware of the volatility of their work and so they prepare for it. But the reality is, is, you know, how, how long are you actually thinking you're going to go out with, without work, right. you know, three months, six months. Okay. But once it's beyond six months, like it's getting a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. So, um, us gasoline prices surged 20% last month. It matters family income down. And this was interesting to me. Um, and I don't have a lot of data to, to, and I need to, we need to research this a little bit more, but um, family income down and poverty levels at a high at the highest um, since Biden was vice president. Family income at the highest? No, family income down the yeah. largest drop in in average household income mm. since Biden was vice president, and the poverty levels are at the high highest or peaks level peak level. Lord speak, mm. Andrew, since since. Now, I'm not saying that from a political standpoint, I'm not making up, you know, some type of connection. I'm just saying in general that mm-hmm. that that was, you know, some pretty interesting information, which which is going to back and support this next statistic, which we've talked about. Credit card debt at one point oh three trillion with household debt, household debt hitting 17 trillion. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a little over 100,000 per per household. 
Yeah, but when you say it like that, it doesn't that that doesn't feel bad. That's a lot. I mean, oh well, as far as like, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. Yeah, consumer debt. Consumer debt. Yeah. Yeah, but household liability at a hundred grand. I would say that most people are carrying between a mortgage and, you know, but yeah, consumer debt. That's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it looked like the you know the inflation adjusted medium household income fell to about seventy four five. Um, that's a two percent, two point three percent decline from the year from twenty twenty one, which is about seventy six thousand. So yeah, I mean, um, you know, if you just look at you know there are people that are just cash strapped, you know, they're going out less, buying cheaper groceries if possible. You know, we've been seeing people bar- we've seen stories of you know borrowing from family members to pay rent. I mean. It's it's just a it's you know inflation is just surging and outpacing the average pay raises that you know we're seeing in for our, our U.S. workers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that a wrap on the news nugget? Yeah, the bull bear minute. Yeah, that's a wrap on the bull bear minute. Since we have such an exciting like intro to the bull bear, <laughs> we need some type of exciting close to the bull bear. Oh, on uh, some personal note, and then some business fun fact for the week. I'm going to start with personal. If you guys have the opportunity to speak with Mo at any point over the next several weeks, I want you to motivate this Yankee to travel across the country with me on a, on a little hunting expedition. I have been working on this <laughs> negotiation for quite some time, and he is like not quite there yet. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you sold me first on Colorado. I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I've never been to Colorado. But the road trip with Andrew for 21 hours kind of curved. That kind of curved it down. <laughs> yes, yes. Spiraled. Then it was camping. Oh, man, I don't mind camping. In a foot of snow. In a foot of snow. The, see, so you, you keep bringing me up, and then you bring, bring me back down. So Yeah, well, I could lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it sounds like an experience, right? It sounds like an experience that, you know, I, I, I could cross off my bucket list and say I, I, I went hunting at least once. Oh, it's going to be an experience. There is no <laughs> doubt about that. Oh, but anyway, so if you do talk to Mo, motivate him to get out of his comfort zone, right? Big buildings and highways to uh, nothing, nothing, literally. So yeah. anyway, with that said, um, you know, we talked a little bit about life insurance yes. from a financial planning perspective. And we talked about the importance of uh, not, not, not so much that you need to have a specific policy or, you know, more so, how do you protect your plan? Mm-hmm. How do you protect what ultimately you're trying to accomplish, your financial well-being, your future? Um, and life insurance is just one way of insuring, building that moat, as we talked about, mm-hmm. around your estate and around your plan. Okay, uh, And for some of you guys, obviously more younger, I mean more younger, individuals, clients of ours that are Younger, earlier in age, need to be more proactive. Uh, and then, of course, a variety of different situations would also promote the purchase of life insurance, younger spouses, um, you know, having children late in life. Right. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios there. But um, keep that in the back of your mind. If you do have any questions, let us know. Uh, many of you guys reached out and just said, hey, you know what? The truth is, is uh, if I'm honest, I haven't got any insurance outside of just my employer plan. And I know that's not going to carry along with me. Mm-hmm. So I need I need to consider something outside of that. That's going to be permanent and consistent as far as the time that I'm working and creating cash flow. So, yeah, it's it's just one of those it's just one of those line items on your financial plan that you know if you do it right, mm-hmm. uh, and if there's not a major major life change, 
then it's a conversation that can be done once and, and, you know, you can check it off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And especially those who, uh, not to get too technical, but life insurance rates have gone down. One of the things that have gone down in this, in this, in this economy is that life insurance rate. So even if you have a policy that you bought, you know, three, four, five, six years ago, um, your health might've improved, then it might be an, an opportunity for you just to, you know, save some money, uh, and revisit cost. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great, I mean, this world right now, I mean, every dollar counts. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So our game plan over the next, um, several weeks of conversation with you guys as we enter into the back half of this year is we want to talk at least every show and give you three, four minutes of a nugget uh, about um, a topic that relates to the season in which we're in. Okay. So the biggest season is going to be two things, taxes and insurance insurance predominantly because we have the opening of Medicare. Okay. Enrollment period, which happens on October the 15th. We also have the opening though of Obamacare which is, uh, you know, a season where many of you guys need to be proactive in making sure that, you know, you're, you're choosing the right plan. And then also, don't forget this, and some of you guys know this, a lot of these things are interconnected with one other topic, and that's taxes, okay? Modified adjusted gross income affects many, many areas of your financial well-being, your financial life, whether or not you qualify for subsidies, whether or not you'll pay increased costs in Medicare. There's so many things that are affected by your MAGI, and most of you have control of your modified adjusted gross income, at least through certain seasons of life. So because we're a little bit ahead of the game on the insurance, that conversation will happen probably starting the month of, I'm going to say, midway through October. So over the next several weeks, what me and Mo are going to be bringing to you is this conversation about taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just set the tone for today. few minutes response on thinking tax planning. Okay. Okay. So in general, Mo, give us, you know, just give, give us an example of like, what's the goal when someone talks tax planning in, in a, in a simple form, what, what is in general, the goal, the goal of tax planning? Yeah. The goal of tax planning simply, simply say it is paying the right amount of taxes at the right rate at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's in, in, you know, to put it in a nutshell, that's yeah. essentially what tax planning is. So you, you mentioned three things though, R- right rate, right? which is a personal thing. Yes. Okay. What is the right rate of tax for you to pay and the right time Mm -hmm. and then deploying it? Right. Yes. So, so, so that's the goal when it comes to tax planning, but, but to understand what rate is the right rate for someone to pay, there's a lot more planning that has to go into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now we're doing this for you inside of a plan. And so a lot of what we, what we talk about has already pre-factored and thought about as we sit down and have conversations and we think through your plan. Um, we bring it to the table when it's necessary. It's not always necessary for everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. But to, to take that a little bit further, when we're talking about right rate, what exactly does that mean? And, I, and I'll, give, I'll give a quick response here on the rate. It means that you're in a position where you're able to look down the road. Okay. Take what you know to be true about your life, which is this. Hey, let's say I'm 50 years old today. I know my current income. That's right. I know my job security. I know my possible increase in earnings between now and retirement. I know how much I'm saving. I know that I would like to retire at a specific day and time. 
And as a result, I know what my income will be as a, as a distribution rate of my retirement accounts, social security benefits, pension plans. And then later in life, I know I can pre-calculate at least get close to a number of what my required minimum distributions will be. Okay. Okay. Now that's planning. So when we take all this information in, what we have the ability to do is, is basically template, draw out what your future tax picture will look like and have that information available to come back today and make better decisions. Yeah. Okay. Now what type of better decisions can we make today knowing all that information ahead of us? In that scenario, um, you know, one is good. One is where am I currently saving or how am I currently saving? You know, if you talk about a 50 year old, most, most, or if you're looking at retirement are, are saving in some type of employer sponsored plan, 401k, simple, uh, SEP, some type of retirement account. Well, then you have options. You have an option for pre-tax or you have an option for after-tax. Now, obviously one decision is, uh, you know, forget about the investment choices itself. Just talking about where you're actually allocating your dollars. One is going to help you with taxes today. It will help you reduce your taxes today, which is the pre-tax option. But we all know that when you when you fund that way, your distributions will be taxable. The Roth option, you pay the taxes today, but those distributions will be tax-free. Mm-hmm. Right? So the investment choices are irrelevant when it comes to the tax decision. Because, uh, But yeah, that's one thing to look at. If you know what your current tax rate is, and with all the calculations you mentioned before, what your projected tax rates are going to be in the future, now it's the decision of, am I paying the right tax rate right now? That's it. That's perfect. So so that's, that's ultimately the goal. And the goal for this show and the topics that we're going to bring into this show, you got to stay with us over the next several weeks, is we're basically going to bring in different elements such as employer plan but break it down from a taxable perspective, mm-hmm. okay? So we're going to start next week with employer plans, then we're going to m- merge over to conversions and all different types of topics over the next month, month and a half before we get into the insurance conversations. So stay with us. Mo, you got anything else for the week? No, no. It's, uh, we're, um, no, we're going we're gonna to have a video sent out this week uh, introducing Tanya. We mentioned her earlier yes, that's uh, gonna happen. last week, but uh, you'll see a video of Tanya. And uh, no, this week is... Just going to enjoy this weather. Enjoy the weather and enjoy seeing you guys. That's right. All right. Hey, listen, be blessed. Have a fantastic week. Stay healthy. Stay strong. Stay positive. Encourage others. Be a blessing to others. And we thank you all for committing to us and allowing us to serve you. Have a good week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.